0: Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Power is everything. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy.
1: 906, the time, hour number three here on Sports 56 Mornings. The Wednesday, October 25th, 2023 edition. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you from the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Their overstock sale continues at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Currently 66 degrees, sunny skies. We're looking at a high of 83 today with intervals of clouds and sunshine. And then tonight, mostly to partly cloudy. With a low of 66 degrees. Coming up a little bit later on in the show. We'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Grizzlies and Pelicans. Tonight's season opener for the Grizz and for New Orleans. And we'll also have five favorite things. Again, if you have not gotten your list in yet, you have plenty of time to do so. Your five favorite television cops. Five favorite television cops. Of all time. Text in at 901-360-8255. That's the Sports 56 listener line. Or you can send it via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it to our website, sportsmemphis.com. Speaking of Grizzlies, it is Wednesday. It's time to talk to Michael Cole.
0: It's time to talk some Grizzlies basketball. Joining Greg and Eli is DeMichael Cole, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. Here's DeMichael with Greg and Eli. We talk Grizzlies each and every Wednesday with DeMichael Cole.
1: The Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. You can follow on Twitter at Demichael C. The season is here, DeMichael. Steven Adams is not. Since we last spoke to you, the huge news coming down that Steven Adams is out for the year. How are you, man?
2: Man, I'm doing great, guys. Uh I mean, a lot's changed, right? You know, we went from a, a nice four or five big man rotation to, you know, now Steven Adams out for the season. Santi's out tonight, so uh getting a little getting a little dense up there.
3: Did you have any inkling whatsoever that any news like this would have possibly been coming about Stephen Adams?
2: Uh, not this, exactly. You know, I I mean, if you listen to Stephen Adams kind of talk through this, he never, you know, everyone else was optimistic around him, but he always kept it kind of at sea level. You know, like, everyone kept asking him, oh, he, are you – how do you feel about being ready for the regular season? And how do you feel, how many games do you feel like you play? And he always would respond with, hey, I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know, uh-huh. uh, with the knee. And, you know, when you hear that, a lot of people, you just automatically tune it out. It's, oh, yeah, there it is, coach speak, you know, that stuff, a little cliche talk. But that's literally what it was with Stephen Adams. It was day-to-day, you know, there was still some instability, a little flare-up. Uh, within the knee and stuff like it. At the end of the day, he just wasn't comfortable, you know, playing on it.
1: Yeah, no, nobody believed that there was this lingering issue because we hadn't heard anything, and you figured with time and nobody saying anything that it was going to be better and he was going to be ready to go. Now, of course, we don't really understand the language of New Zealand, so you know, it was hard hard to understand Stephen when he said, "I'm just kidding." But it was uh, it was one of those situations where you thought with time that he was going to be perfectly fine. I didn't even think it was going to be an issue coming into the season, but I'll give Eli credit. I mean, it seemed like every other week he would say when we talked about the Grizzlies, you know, what yeah. Adams things, what's, what's going on? But I, I guess, you know, you're never going to get transparency in the NBA. The Grizzlies certainly aren't giving you information. Then again, I don't know how much even is done over the summer when a guy's in New Zealand or wherever he was, and I don't know how much time he was in Memphis, and, and is he dealing with his doctors, the, the team's doctors? Like, you never you never find out. I just don't know when those guys are on their own time how much interaction there is with the team.
4: Yeah,
2: I mean, it's tough because, uh, you know, with Steven Adams and his situation, yeah, there were a lot of conversations. And, you know, to the point where... Uh, you know, this could have been something that a lot of people say, oh, why didn't he get the surgery, you know, like in, in May, or whatever the case may be. was, it turns out, you know, a PCL surgery, 10 to 12 months. So this it isn't, it isn't, you know, H C L surgery. It's a little bit longer. So with that being the case, uh, if he gets surgery in May, still misses the entire season. So, I, I mean, trying to go a non-operative route over the full course of the summer to see if there was an opportunity that he could, uh, be back this season you know i'm
3: not opposed to, to, to that kind of you know thinking in this situation see my thing i i, I everybody keeps bringing that whole thing well if he would have had it in june it, it, he still misses the entire season yeah but there's a better chance he's ready for next season like if if it is 10 to 12 months well 12 months from now is the start of next season so right the earlier is always going to be the better
2: yeah yeah and and, and i agree but when, when they say 10 to 12 months, I think 12 is more of like the latter. You know, usually when guys six to eight months, ACL surgery, usually it's around six months. But, you know, you, you, you build in that extra time just in case, you know, uh, there are any, you know, possible like setbacks and things like that. So I, I, I think, you know, they're fully confident that, you know, him getting this done now, uh, he, he'll be back, you know, by training camp and be able to participate. Sure, I'm sure they'll, Probably working in slowly, but yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying in terms of you know the earlier the better. But I I I will say you know kind of in, in response to that is, is since it wasn't you know a grade three TCL sprain, uh, you're kind of recommended to go the non operative route. And with that being the case, uh, I, I I think you know it, it was still a good idea to kind of say, hey, well, let's see if he can you know be back you know for this season it will just automatically shutting them down, and at the end of the day, it's a player's decision to get surgery. Now, I mean, you can't mm-hmm. force nope. a player to get surgery. So if if an NBA player say I don't says I don't want to get surgery yet, then I mean, you can't strap them down and make them do it.
3: Give a tranquilizer. Although I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> they may be fully confident that it'll be more than ten months. They were also fully confident it was three to five weeks when it happened.
1: Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> Look, I, I I understand that there's a lot of optimists around here a lot of people who and i'm not talking about you to michael but people who cover the grizzlies and you know everything is half full and i love that i love to see that i love that attitude but you know i go back a couple of years ago when they had the run and the playoff and and it it didn't work and everybody just say keep they, they keep talking about the the window the window young players yeah. the window the window you don't have to worry about things because Things always come up. They always come up. You know, Jaws indiscretions, uh, the injury to Adams late last year. Now you go into this year and they're not making a championship run. Come on, let's be honest here. Here's another year where I'm sure they can have a good year, but they're not going to make a run in an NBA title. I'm not delusional. And now you're going to go into the next year. You know, the window, no, the window tightens. If you don't seize the moment, seize that opportunity when it happens. It's like the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the damn World Series. They need to win the World Series. Who knows if they'll ever be back, you know, let alone yep. come back next year. So I'm um, call me a pessimist, call me a half-empty guy, but I'm looking at it in reality. And that's, to me, it's all about the postseason. So this year, again, it could be fun. They could do – I can't wait The job ja comes back and he's going to be re- rejuvenated. But this team ain't making a run for an NBA championship this year, not with what they have.
2: Yeah, I, and I think those last few words are exactly uh, the key here, not with what they have. Uh, the way the Grizzlies are built right now, this is how I look at it. They are horrifically built for the regular season. I've always you know, been on the record saying – uh, the reason we've seen, especially the last two years with the Grizzlies, but even some other teams in the past, uh, if you have a strong defense and you have depth, that can carry you mm-hmm. throughout the regular season. Right. You know, in, in the Grizzlies' case, you know uh, they've had a top five defense last you know couple seasons, and then on top of that, they've had depth like this season. You can make an argument that at four positions, the Grizzlies have an above average backup. You know that that can fill in as a starter, no above average starter as a backup. You know Marcus Smart backing up John Morant potentially later on in the season as a point guard, not literally backing him up as in coming off the bench, but if something were to happen to mm-hmm. John Morant, you have Marcus Smart there. You got Luke Kennard behind Desmond Bain. You got Zaire Williams, Don uh, Conchar potentially. Um, uh, you know Marcus Smart potentially as a, as a three. You got Jaron Jackson and Asante at the four. So you got a bunch of options that can kind of fill in, and that can kind of carry you through the regular season because injuries will happen and little tummy aches and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it in the playoffs, depth is irrelevant, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, we just saw the Nuggets win a championship with, what, a seven-man rotation yeah. pretty much? I mean, Jeff Green, Christian Braun, and uh, Bruce Brown, so really eight. But, I mean, they were seven and a half, eight beats yeah. pretty much that entire run. Exactly. And they won a championship, so – Having 10, 12 guys uh, helps you in the regular season doesn't really matter in the postseason. So in order for the Grizzlies to be that team that that, 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 you, that you're talking about, Greg, be that team that can compete for a championship, they got to get more elite at the top level. And in order for that to happen, you want to see the the, uh, the jumps from John, ja, Dez, and Jaren. But not only that, it's potentially making a move. You know, Xavier Tillman is, is great. As a backup, I love what he brings as a specialist type player, but you need a dog that's going to rebound the ball. I mean, we saw you know the way the Suns punished you know uh, you know the small ball Warriors last night with nurtures getting 14 boards. We saw you know uh, Jokic you know dominate Anthony Davis you know in the paint. You you need someone who's going to be a dog uh, to be able to rebound uh, against those teams. That's a separator, and the Grizzlies don't have that separator just yet.
3: A couple of things. First of all, for tonight with Aldama out as well, who who's playing? The, is it going to be Kenny Lofton Jr.? How do you see the rotation tonight up front?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're going to see Kenneth Lofton Jr. for sure. But uh, I think uh, it, it's going to be a lot more small ball to expect, you know, David Roddy to squeeze in down there at the four. We saw it a little bit in the preseason. Uh, we didn't see it a lot. So um you know, I think David Roddy playing the four is something we could see more of. And uh, that, that's kind of, I think, how, they, how they'll uh, fill, it in, fill it in today. Uh, but, you know, they have a bunch of options that they can use at small four. So even if David Roddy was the backup small four uh, for this game, you just slide him down to the four, and now you can throw in John Conchar uh, into the rotation or Jake Lurazian into the rotation. So uh, Aldama is, you know, a big loss, especially with the shooting. You know, this team doesn't have a lot of shooters. So uh, he, he's a big loss in that regard.
3: And then, how do you? You just mentioned a possibility of a move. Like, how do you think they go end up? They end up filling the Steven Adams hole.
2: Well, right now, I think the option that you know a lot of people need to make themselves aware of is the Grizzlies have the ability to to get a 16th roster spot mm-hmm. through the Job Morant suspension. As I've said lately, like. At this point in time, with everything that's happening around the Grizzlies, the job suspension is kind of like a blessing in disguise right now because uh, the 15-man roster on the Grizzlies, they like all those guys. It's not one guy where you can just point to and say, oh, yeah, that's the guy they can just release and go get a free agent signing and and you know keep it moving. You can make an argument for every one of those guys being important roster players. So with that being the case, uh, John Morant, after the first five games of his 25-game suspension, he'll be eligible to be placed on the suspension exempt list. What that means for the Grizzlies is after five games, they'll be able to create a 16th roster spot, which means they can go out and sign a free agent, you know, for the rest of, you know, uh, the length of John Morant's suspension. And once his suspension ends, you know, either they'll part ways with that free agent or they'll, you know, say, hey, this guy really provided a boost and, you know, make a tough decision on someone else. But the thing is, uh, to put it, you know, in short, here they they have the option of going to in the street free agent, someone that's probably not going to be, you know, a world beater, uh, <laughs> not going to be an amazing player, but someone who can be a specialist type player at depth. Because right now you're one injury away from pretty much just having playing too big. Yeah. So uh, you you need that depth. I think with that 16th roster spot, you create that depth, and then when Ja gets back in late December, uh, you're closing in on the trade deadline. You know, you get to January. Teams are starting to figure out what they have. Some teams are going to realize, hey, look, we thought we were going to be better than this. We're not going to be as good. And now you start to fish at the trade deadline, and you kind of go for that bigger piece uh, with that $7.5 million trade exception that you have because of the Dylan Brooks signing trade. And then some other movable assets
1: as well. I think you're right on. I, I think you're absolutely right on. Get get a serviceable big man, especially for depth that you could throw in there that just rebounds the basketball. That all they yep. do is rebound the basketball. It doesn't matter if he scores because that's going to help Jaron Jackson Jr. out as well. And then it gives you more time to look at a long term fix. And when exactly. I mean long term fix, I mean for the rest of this season uh, when we get to that point. So no, I think you're you're, you're dead on with that. All right, yeah. With with, with everything. That has transpired and getting ready to start the season tonight. Who do you think is the most pivotal player on this team for this squad to have a really good year?
0: The most pivotal most
2: player? Most pivotal player. Ah, oh, I mean, the easy answer for me right here would be Xavier Tillman Sr. because of, you know, the situation. So I'm I'm, I'm a pivot away from that. Okay. we us talk about, about him a little bit. Man, I'm going to say Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think when you when you walk into a Grizzlies game like tonight, I know what Dez is gonna get. You you're gonna get probably twenty five and five and Dez tonight. If you don't get twenty five, five and five, you're gonna get twenty and six and six or something like like Dez Dez is pretty consistent, you know, for the most part. Uh Jan Jackson Jr., you might get thirty tonight. You might get ten in foul trouble. Right. Right. And right. And, and I think with Ja out, you need that consistency from him. Uh with the the state of the Grizzlies rotation, uh, especially in the front court, you need that consistency from him. And we know he's gonna block shots, but I nah, mean, we gotta we just gotta put it out there, Jan. You six eleven, you know, you two hundred and sixty pounds. Like, there's no way he shouldn't average below seven rebounds again this year. He hasn't he hasn't averaged seven rebounds in a season. Yeah, he's owning it. This isn't really me challenging Jaren Jackson. you listen to Jaren talk? He says, "Look, I know I have to be better as a rebounder." And with Stephen Adams out, uh, that's even more of an emphasis for him. So, okay, he's saying the right thing. Yep. Now you got to see it because you know X is gonna X is gonna give you 110 percent on the effort. Uh, Santi, if you if you can point at all the things he's been great at, but the physicality is something he's still working on. Uh, Kenneth Lawson Jr. has shown he can be a great rebounder, but feel like you're only going to get that in first because he's not going to play, you know, 30 minutes and whatnot. But you need Jaron Jackson Jr. to kind of separate himself and kind of elevate himself as uh, a consistent dominant two-way force.
1: Hard to argue that. That's that's who I'd go with. I think the first 25 games, um, Zaire is going to be very important as well, but there's yep. no question that Jaron Jackson Jr. has to pick up his game. He's DeMichael Cole, Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him on Twitter, at DeMichael C., or X, whichever way you want to call it. And, of course, every Wednesday, check him out right here all year long talking Grizzlies and the NBA
3: on Sports 56 mornings.
1: DeMichael C., over there at FedEx Forum, thank you so much.
2: All right, take
1: care, guys. You too.
3: If uh, you're not heading down to the Grizzlies game tonight, want to watch the game, uh, you can do that over at East Coast Wings and a Grill. was up there last night watching some of the opening night of the NBA along with the Major League Baseball. Enjoying some great wings and all the other great food that they've got. Uh, 60 flavors of wings to choose from, but also great burgers and their flatbreads and other sandwiches salads they got all kinds of stuff on the menu delicious stuff at east coast wings and grill 24 draft beers on tap as well so you can have a nice drink uh, with that uh, food and again they've got tvs all over the place to watch all of the games East Coast Wings and Grill, located just off Highway 64, Kate Hyde Boulevard, runs between Walmart and Lowe's there, and that's where you'll find East Coast Wings and Grill. Great place to watch all the games, whether it's the Grizzlies, the Tigers, college football, NFL, whatever's on that's on there. Of course, the World Series will be as well on an East Coast Wings and Grill on Kate Hyde Boulevard, just off Highway 64. Speaking of the game tonight, I've got a pair of tickets for the game tonight, and... The t-shirt that if, if you're if you're one of the first 10,000 fans, you're going to get the back- to the grind t-shirt. Mm-hmm. but I, you don't even have to be one of the first 10,000 fans. I'm going to give you the t-shirt as well. One t-shirt, two tickets. so the other person don't need to be the first 10,000 get. That. they're at a luck. They, they could they they, don't. they could be one of the first 10,000 and still get the shirt. You could end up with three shirts if you get out down there and you're one of the first 10,000. You end up with three shirts out of the business. You could give the shirt to somebody else. So you can walk in with that shirt on and still get another shirt. And still get the shirt. You can be back to the grind and then to the grind. Back to the grind again. Double back to the grind. Three times. You can grind it out. I don't think we ever left the grind. I don't know how we're going back to the grind because I'm pretty sure we never left the grind. We never left the grind. But we're back to the grind anyway. But a back to the grind shirt, two tickets for tonight's game, Going to caller number 7, 360-8255, 360-8255. Caller number 7, two tickets, and a back-to-the-grind shirt. Seven, is that Santi's number? Uh, I believe he might
1: be number seven. Is that in honor of uh, Aldama being out for tonight? Good for you on that seven. Seventh call three six zero eight two five five. When we come it's back, actually,
3: because I'm the seventh son in my family.
1: So. Seventh son, there you go. Uh, when we come back, five favorite things. Your five favorite television cops of all time. If you haven't gotten your lists in yet, please do so nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. And you asked again for the the character and the show. Yeah, if
3: you put the show there, too, because I don't – some of these people, I don't I don't know them. I don't watch all these shows.
1: You can also send it to us via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it to the website sportsmemphis.com. We'll do that when we return. I believe we have caller number seven, Zach. We're good? We've got caller number seven. Thank you again. Uh, this is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
0: Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings. On Sports 56 and 985 FM, this hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. I've
4: been roaming around, always looking
1: down at all I see. Tomorrow on the program, we'll preview the World Series with Kerry Miller at 745. Tigers head football coach Ryan Silverfield will join us at 805. We'll have the Tiger football report at 8.30 as we break down the Tigers in North Texas. And then Harold Grader will join us for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour from 9 to 10. We'll have our world-famous pick six that's all coming up On the program tomorrow. If you missed it last night, NBA got underway. Denver beat the Lakers 119-107. It was Phoenix over Golden State 108-104. On the college gridiron, New Mexico State beat La Tech 27-24. And Liberty moved to 8-0 with a 42-29 win over Western Kentucky. And uh, Arizona be filling in the National League Championship. Time now for five favorite things.
4: Five.
3: Five. Five.
4: Five.
2: You got five seconds. I'm gonna count five. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker.
4: I got five on it. Five air control
0: towers. Five. five. I request the highest of fives. Give me
2: one, two, three, four, but
0: if you love me more, give me five. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Number five.
0: Five favorite things.
1: This week's topic, your five favorite television cops of all time. That includes law enforcement, detectives, cops of all types, sheriffs. Three six zero eight two five five. if you haven't texted in your list yet, please do so. Or send it via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it to the website SportsMemphis.com. Eli, your list, your topic, you start it off, then we'll go Zach, myself, and then we'll get to our listeners.
3: All right, I do have an honorable mention Really, kind of two honorable mentions, but I just have to put them together, and that's uh, Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Remember when I was a little, watch? I used to. I just loved their car. I really did. I just. I just loved the car. As a kid, I just loved that car. See, there were several
1: shows that I watched that I liked, like Starsky and Hutch, that I didn't want to break up the duo, so I didn't include them on my list. Number five, Barney Fife.
3: Bonnie Fife. From the Annie Griffith Show, of course. Number four, Wojahowitz from Barney Miller. Okay. Number three, Roscoe P. Coltrane from the Dukes of Hazzard. Love me some Roscoe. Felt sorry for him, Matt, quite frankly. But but Flash, he, I just loved Flash. Flash was such a good dog. Did Roscoe ever arrest anybody? Did he ever I mean, catch could anybody? Catch him. He could yeah. never catch him. He never catch They Their car jumped farther than his. Always cleared the water. His wouldn't. Uh, number two, Frank Pocharello from Chips. And number one... Lenny Briscoe from Law and Order. Okay, so
1: um, the second one is that Estrada, or is that the other guy from from Chip Estrada? Yeah, that's what I figured. I I didn't watch Chip. John is
3: John's. John's useless.
1: He was solid.
3: Ponch made the show.
1: True, but he was solid. You know, he was a sidekick. All right, Zach,
4: your list. Yeah, so I got. He wasn't even solid. (laughs) Actually, I actually got a question for the. Okay. So there's so so there's two cops. On the same show, like like you, they're like they're both inseparable. Can they both come in I, as a package? deal? yeah, you're letting them do the package deal. I'll let you, I'll let you do. All it. right, all right, perfect. So we're gonna start with an honorable mention, and it continues with my cartoon theme. Give me Chase from the Paw Patrol, baby. Okay, all right. <laughs> he's the traffic cop and he's a spy detective. Give me Chase. <laughs> okay. Chase
1: from Paw Patrol.
4: This for the kids, man. <laughs> all right. For the kids, for the kids, for yeah. The kid. you
1: watching it at home. I know you are.
4: <laughs> Number five, uh, Carl Winslow, Family Matters. Okay. okay. Number four, Kalinda. Uh, Was it? I'm gonna pronounce her name. Kalinda Schwarma from The Good Wife. She's a uh, yeah. She's a Middle Eastern woman. Yes, yeah, but I don't think she's technically a
3: cop. She is the private investigator for the law firm, but I'll, I'll let it go. Okay, so we g- She's technically not a cop.
4: I thought, I thought she was like a former I, I, cop in her. She might have been. Yeah. But she, in that show, she is the private investigator for the law firm. But All it's right. fine. It's fine. All right. Cool. Uh, number three. This is my package deal here. Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler from SVU. Okay. I did not watch that, so.
3: Ah. Not Law and Order? Well, I've watched, I watched the original Law and Order. Like, Lenny okay. Briscoe. I didn't watch all the. I didn't watch the forty six other Law and Orders off of it. The original Law and Order I watched
1: was that the one was uh, Lenny Briscoe was with um,
4: the, the Lenny kin- Briscoe's
3: Jenny or-, or Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach yeah. is what it was. Yeah,
4: yeah, who I was thinking of. Yeah. He was awesome. Uh, number two, I think this is the ladies' favorite. Derek Morgan from Criminal Minds.
3: Okay, I don't watch that show.
4: Uh that's uh, what's what's my boy Shamar Moore. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The ladies love him. They do. Then my number one, I think I think this is like the best show to me at the time when I used to watch it. And I got to give that to Horatio Kane for CSI Miami. It's the best one-liners going into the intro. Is that Caruso? Ever.
1: Who?
4: Is that the, the actor Caruso? Um... Yes. 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 Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: What's his first name again?
3: David, uh, David Caruso? David Caruso. I don't know. Yeah, yeah
1: David Caruso. Who starred, not starred, he was a bit player. His original, I think his first series was Hill Street Blues back in the day. And that will have a little bit of a theme on my list. I did not use any comedic cops. Um, I, I went with all pretty much dramas here. Honorable mention to Pepper Anderson from Police Woman, The beautiful and vivacious back in the day. Of course, I don't even know if she's alive now. Angie Dickinson. Number five, Hank Voigt, Chicago PD. Number four, Jimmy McNulty from The Wire. Number three, Frank Columbo from Columbo. Number two, Andy Renko from Hill Street Blues. And number one, Andy Sipowicz from NYPD Blue.
3: Grant on Twitter has an honorable mention to Sean Spencer, who is from Psych, I guess. Uh, says, would be number one if he was an actual cop in the show. So apparently he's not an actual cop. But Jerry had him on his list, right? That's what he had from Psych. Isn't Did he? he have Spencer? I think so. Uh, number five, Bunk from The Wire. Yeah.
1: I almost, I, went with, I almost went with Bunk. He's the guy who played in Treme. He's that great actor that's on everything, and he's fantastic, in everything he does.
3: Number four, Jimmy McNulty from The Wire. I just had him, yeah. I am not familiar list. with any of these. So you've never seen The Wire? No. Number three, Elliot Stabler. From Law and Order. Which one is? So
4: that's. That, is that the one you had?
3: Yes. You know, so they, he was able to divide them. Yeah. He he took
4: Stabler, divided. But to me, they're a package, deal because they just worked, they worked off each yeah, other. Yeah, really but well. then you got
1: to go Starsky and Hutch. You got to go. Starsky Crockett and Hutch and are, are inseparable. Yeah, I think you got to separate
3: them. Ponch and John, easy to separate because John was <laughs> terrible. Uh, number two, Monk. And number one, Dangle from Reno 911. <laughs> okay. Bill has. Reagan, Frank Reagan. I think that's from Blue, Blue Bloods. Bloods. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kojak, Fish. I assume that's from Barney Miller. Barney Fife and McGarrett Sr. That's Hawaii Five. Yeah,
1: I almost went with Steve McGarrett. And I probably should have had him on my list. That was tough to keep him off.
3: James has Maggie Bell slash O.A. Zidane. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Mm-mm. Says they're a team, so they can't be split. I don't know what show that's. What from. is
1: this with the teams now?
3: Horatio Kane, Barney Miller, Steve McGarrett, and Andy Griffith. Uh, Fred says Gunther Tootie and Francis Muldoon, New York's finest.
1: Yeah, that was um, that was. Um, was my mother the car? No, no. I, I got it. Okay, I got it.
3: Uh, Drew text in uh, number five. Harry Bosch. Anybody? Anybody? It sounds familiar. Harry Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. Number four, Andy Sipowicz. Number three, Raylan Givens. No. Anybody? Anybody? Number two, Horatio Kane. Number one, Nash Bridges. Car
1: 54, Where Are You? was Francis Muldoon and the other guy. J.J.
3: Kojak, Frank Columbo, Andy Taylor, uh, Andy Sipowicz, and number one, sergeant joe friday
1: from dragnet i
3: believe mm-hmm. uh let's see here john honorable mention uh police squad oh with leslie nielsen yeah leslie nielsen uh, Yeah, frank Drebin, right yeah that's the thing so police that, squad that was, was that turned he that was the same character he had in Naked Gun, right? Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So so they, there was a TV series and then they turned it into all those movies?
3: Yeah, I believe so. I believe there was a... Okay. Was. Number five, Ponch and John. Getting John. Number four, Walt Longmire from Longmire.
1: Longmire was good. It was a really good... Somebody told me to watch Longmire, like kind of binge it during COVID and I did. It was great.
3: Number three, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Mm-hmm. Number two, Clay Hollister from Tombstone Territory. Okay. And number one, Wyatt Earp. The series. Okay. I didn't even know there was a wider television series. Nor did I. Uh, Marie, honorable mention, Matt Dillon and Gunsmoke. Okay. Uh, number five, Reed and Malloy from Adam 12. Yeah, the Adam, uh, Kent McCord and uh, Milner, whatever. The... Number four, Micah from Rif- The Rifleman. Number three, Columbo. Number two, Jim Rockford. And number one, Carol O'Connor from Heat of the Night.
1: So, a straight detective is fine, right?
3: A detective is a yeah, police yeah, officer. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brenda, number five. Well, they don't list the characters. This is this here, Rizzoli and Isles. Number four, The Closer. Number three, Major Crimes. Number two, Magnum P.I. And number one, Blue Bloods. Obviously, a big Tom Selleck fan.
1: Or Wahlberg. Donny Wahlberg, he's
3: in Blue Bloods, isn't he? Yeah, but Magnum PI and Blue Bloods being your top two. Would...
1: No, I'm kidding. I know it's. I know she's going with Selleck there, but what is it with these tandems here? Stop with the tandems.
3: Uh, let's see here. Number five, Arthur Trag from Perry Mason. Number four, Tom Selleck, Magnum PI. Number three, Horatio Kane. Number two, Barney Miller. And number one, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry was never in a TV series, I don't believe so. I don't believe it was ever a TV series. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe he got started somewhere in a TV series, but I I thought that was all movies, as far as that is concerned. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Dan Matthews from Highway Patrol.
1: Old show. Don't remember it, but I know the name. Joe Friday from Dragnet. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Pete from Adam-12. Starsky from Starsky and Hutch.
1: There you go. This person's splitting them up.
3: And Barney Fife. Okay. That is from Ron. Tennessee Tom. Honorable mention to the Lone Ranger. Okay. Number five, Joe Friday. Number four, Marshall Dillon from Gunsmoke. Yeah. Number three, Andy Sipowitz. Number two, Sam Hanna, NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, that's LL Cool J's character in there. Okay. And number one, Leroy Gibbs from NCIS. Not into, I've not. I have never watched any of the NCIS ones.
1: Nor have I. There's a million and, of them. Right? Or CSIs.
3: I've never watched any mm. of those. Uh, number five. No, oh, this is Ron. Okay, this is. I guess this is another Ron.
1: Leroy Gibbs, played by Mark Harmon.
3: Okay. Uh, this, the other one has Dirty Harry here again. I don't believe he was ever on TV. Uh, number four, Inspector Clouseau from Pink Panther. Was uh, Pink Panther ever a TV uh, show? I know there was a Pink Panther cartoon. Yeah, see, this was movies. This one does not yeah, because they got Martin Lig- Riggs from Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, Dirty Harry, I it's think, was TV, movies. TV only. TV,
3: TV only. I, I'll give you duos. I'm not taking movies. Um, Bobby, honorable mention to Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons. <laughs> Number five, Carl Winslow, Family Matter. Number four, Frank Poncherello. Number three, Bill Gillespie, Heat of the Night. Number two, Officer Smitty, Sanford and Son and number one Barney Fife nice
1: more comedic actors or comedic cops Chief Chief Wiggum
3: <laughs> uh, let's see number five Jim West Wild Wild West number four Paul Drake from Perry Mason number three Barney Miller number two Jack Lord uh, Steve McGarrett Yep. Yeah. Uh, number one Lenny Briscoe there you go Lenny Briscoe deserves the respect. I Lenny to, Briscoe is awesome.
1: As a kid, my mom would always have that "Wow, Wow West" on. That was pretty cool. Somebody says "Lethal Weapon" was a series. It was. What was it on?
3: Lethal Weapon, not Dirty was, Harry. But Le- was that after the movies or before the movies? I don't.
4: Know, I'm looking. Do they make a
3: series after the movies? Lethal Weapon TV. show. Oh yeah, show. it is. It is a TV show. What's it on?
4: Um, I want to say was was it on thirty? Or it's on, uh, it, it said it was uh, debut in uh, USA.
1: Yeah, three seasons starting in 2016. It looks like one of the weigh-ins was on yeah. on
4: the show. It's Damon. How about that?
1: Yeah, so that you was... You had no idea. But that's, um, that's Lethal Weapon. But as far as the Dirty Harrys, the Magnum P.I. Ma- not Magnum P.I., but uh, Dirty Harry and Magnum Force and things like that, that was, they were all movies. They were and There was never a TV show. At least I, I can't find one.
3: Yeah, I don't. I didn't think Dirty Harry ever appeared on television. But I also didn't know that there was a uh, Lethal Weapon series. Uh, let me so let me see now that so it's, anything that's
1: successful they'll bang it. If it's successful on TV, they'll make it a movie. If it's successful in the movies, they'll make it a TV series. And then they'll redo. Like I've been watching the new uh, Perry Mason. Were the, were the characters in
3: that Lethal Weapon the same? Like did they have the same names? Was it like supposed to be the same people, or was it different? Oh, the hang on, movies.
1: Hang on, I just had it up here. Um,
3: it was like Damon Wayans playing...
1: Rebooting the hit movie franchise of the same name, Lethal Weapon, is set in modern-day L.A. where Detective Roger Murtall works a crime-ridden beat. Some of Murtall's colleagues at the LAPD include Detective Bailey, Captain Brooks Avery. Did any of these ring a bell? For, I forget what those characters were in Lethal Weapon with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. I forget who their, their characters were. So it's Martin Martin
4: Riggs, Martin Riggs, and, and, Martin Riggs and Roger, and Roger and Murtaugh. Yeah,
3: that's right. Those that's the same ones, right? Yeah, those
4: that's the original cast.
3: Okay, that's the that, but that's not the new one. No, say Mur, I don't. I remember Murtaugh, and Martin Riggs is the one they list here on their oh. on their list.
4: Yeah, because yeah, because the the TV show has two different people playing. That's those same characters.
3: But they are but they are the same character names. That's what yes. he's saying. The same character okay.
4: names. Yeah, Riggs
1: and Murtaugh. Okay. Okay. So that was that was uh, Gibson and Glover.
3: mm Hmm.
1: Okay, there you
3: go. Is that it? Uh, let's see. We've got uh, honorable mention here from to and Tubbs. number five, Lenny Brody from Law and Order. Which one is Brody? Is that from the Is that from the original Law and Order? I can't. Remember. I'll look it up. Lenny Brody. Number four, Joe Friday. Number three, Pepper Anderson. There you number go. Number two, Andy Taylor, and number one, Olivia Benson from Law and Order S. Best looking
1: woman, cop, female cop you've ever seen in your life. Angie Dickinson. Uh, who was it? Lenny Brody? Yes. Looking up? Lenny Brody. I have a feeling it's going to be that kid. Um, let me Brody.
3: Maybe it. it maybe she's up? trying to do Lenny Briscoe and it autocorrected.
1: It may have.
3: Because Lenny, that's why I was, I, I, I don't remember a Brody, but I, again, I, there's a lot of Law Orders that I don't watch, but Lenny Briscoe, um, the original. You know his name?
1: You know um, on TV whose name was Bro- Do you remember Brody, the character Brody? Let's see how good your memory is. TV show, you and I both watch it. We reference it all the time. Brody? Remember Seinfeld when he went in and illegally filmed the movie in the, in the theater? And the guy next to him, they had the feedback, he had the gun with him. His name was Brody. How about that?
3: Uh, somebody says, if you're doing this category, you, you got to include movies. Well, no, not if the category is TV cops, <laughs> you don't include movies.
1: We'll do a separate it's, one with movies.
3: It's right there in the thing. <laughs> TV very simple. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do the category TV cops, you actually can include movies. That would be, because that would be, then the, t- the category would be incorrect. So this person in school probably had a test, like
1: name name the states, and he started naming the cities. He goes, come on, you know, you gotta you got to include the cities. You gotta include the
0: cities. I
3: mean, what's, what the heck? Why wouldn't we include cities? <laughs> no, because we're asking for something completely different. <laughs> it's, that's quite, well, just, you could name anybody in the world say, so you gotta include these people. Like, I don't know. Like, no, we asked for TV cops. Very simple. Very straightforward. Very straightforward. Name name any of the grizzlies and you start rattling off nicks. No, we weren't <laughs> asking for nicks. We were asking for grizzlies. Folks, Genesis Diamonds, speaking of straightforward, very straightforward when you get over there because you're going to be blown away by the selection, by the prices, by the service, everything you get when you go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds. Holidays will be here before you know it. You're looking for a great piece of jewelry for that special somebody. You're looking to get engaged. Well, the selection of engagement rings is second to none. Unbelievable how many engagement rings they've got there right there in the store for you to see, not looking in a catalog or online, something like that, right there in the store for you to see and the prices. These are direct importer prices. So they're going to save you money as well. Plus every size, every shape, everything you can imagine. It's right there for you. And they've got great people to help you not commission salespeople they're to pressure you into buying something more expensive. These are not, com- they do not work on commission. They're there to educate you and help you to make sure you find that special piece of jewelry that is perfect for you or that special someone. Case after case of incredible diamond fashion rings, diamond eternity bands, diamond earrings, diamond necklaces, colored gemstones, every possible price point you'll find at Genesis Diamonds. Poplar and Perkins Extended, the Poplar Commons Shopping Center. Don't buy anywhere else till you go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds.
1: Final segment, then we'll wrap things up and hand things off to Dave Wolosh. this is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
0: Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Okay, you know, this car looked great wrapped around you, you know. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy that's why we're told. Texter says, did anyone bring up T.J.
3: Hooker or Michael Knight? Nope. T.J. Hooker. Michael Knight a cop? I don't know who Michael Knight is. That's from Knight Rider. All
1: right. Oh, Knight Rider. Okay. Right? That's That was his last name? <laughs> Michael Knight? I had no idea. What? I didn't watch the show. Oh.
3: That's... <laughs> I thought you said that's his first name because the Knight rather queer. No, no. Michael (laughs) Knight. Was he a cop? I I can't remember if he was an actual cop or not. I'll look it up. Acura Memphis brings you this out of the program. Located right there on Ridgeway at 385 online. AcuraofMemphis.com. You can go by, see them, take a test drive. Check out those beautiful Acura automobiles. New vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, certified pre-owned Acuras. You'll find it all at Acura of Memphis. You're also going to find some great people to deal with. They'll make you a great deal on any of those cars. Whether you're looking to buy or lease, check them out at Acura of Memphis.
1: Man on a mission, reborn, so to speak. After getting shot in the face, Knight decides to dedicate his life to fighting for justice. Was he a vigilante?
3: Yeah, I don't think he was a cop. Yeah,
1: I don't think he was a cop. I don't think it was anything official. So,
3: final story for and you. plus, Kit was the star of the show. Anyway, Kit was the star. I mean, really, Michael, Mike, Michael's useless. Who was the voice Kit, of Kit? Kit is the... Somebody the, famous was the voice of Kit.
1: Do you know? I have no idea. Look, look that up when I give uh, while I talk about this final story here. People probably heard this yesterday, but if you did not, Chris Mad Dog Russo, big radio television personality, said that he will retire... If the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies in games six and seven, six or seven in Philadelphia. And uh, in, in both games, obviously, to to move on to the World Series. Obviously they did. And so, of course, he's backtracked from retiring. First he said I, I didn't mean uh I didn't mean television, I meant radio only, but he went on Howard Stern today. Um, and then This is what Stern said. you got to do something so outrageous that they forget about the fact you said you were going to retire over a baseball game. Um, What were you thinking, though, saying you're going to retire if the Diamondbacks win? That's crazy. How about this, Stern continued. You come on my show. I'll come into Manhattan for this. We put you in a bikini. You walk down the street with a sign that says, I'm a— begins with a D. It's a female (laughs) hygiene product. If you do that, it'll make all the media and everyone say, wow, this guy was stand-up. He took it. Obviously, he couldn't retire, but he was humiliated. Russo agreed. He will not retire. He will wear a Diamondbacks-branded bikini, walk down a Manhattan city block, holding a sign that says, I'm a liar and a dope. What do you think about that? The guy goes out there, makes a bold statement, and doesn't stand by his convictions there. Instead, coming up with some other stupid thing to do. Instead of retire. You say it, you need to do it. You need to live up to your words. Anyway, Kit, The Voice, did you find it?
3: Uh, William Daniels?
1: Yeah, William Daniels is uh, one of the doctors from St. Elsewhere.
3: Val Kilmer did it in the like reboot. Oh, really? Apparently.
1: Yeah, William Daniels is one of the uh, St. Elsewhere dudes. He was also on another show... I think he was on the show with the kid that's the good doctor, I think, if I'm not mistaken. All right, time for us to wrap it up on this Wednesday edition of Sports 56 Mornings. Big thanks to Jonah Dillon, Andy Borman, Jerry Palm, and to Michael Cole for joining us. We are back tomorrow morning starting bright and early at 7 a.m. Of course, we'll be talking Grizzlies after their. Opener tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Kerry Miller on the World Series, which will pit the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Ryan Silverfield will join us as well at 8.05. We'll have the Tiger Football Report and the AutoZone Liberty Ball inside College Football Hour. It's all coming up tomorrow. Waldo and Friends on Sports 56 is coming up next. For Eli and Zach, I'm Greg. Have a great Wednesday, everyone.